Welcome to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Bradley, Certified Holistic Health Coach and Nutritionist. And if you're ready to get focused on what it takes to create not just a body that you love and healthy habits that feel easy, but also building a life that feels so aligned, so empowering, and so fun, you've come to the right place. So buckle up, sister, because your life is about to change. Welcome back to the Becoming Fully Free podcast. Today, we're talking all about cravings. So I am sharing the recording of a training I did last month um, in the Happy and Healthy for the Holidays training series, where I talk about decoding your cravings, why they happen, how to manage it when they come up, exactly what to do. This training is chock full of like strategy. And so just like I urged you to do last week, I want you to take out a notebook and a pen so that you can take some notes because how often do we listen to podcasts and we're like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing advice. And then we forget about it right after the podcast is over. I don't want that for you. So go ahead and take out something you can take notes on. If you're out for a walk, you can take notes in the notes section of your phone, but you're for sure going to want to remember the 3D method. If you didn't write down the four questions that I gave you at the end of the podcast last week, I go over those again in this podcast. So you want to write those four questions down. And yeah, I just think that this is one of my favorite trainings I think that I've ever done because for so many of us, cravings feel like they feel so dramatic, right? They feel like, oh my gosh, something's gone wrong. There's something wrong with me. Why is it that when I diet or when I'm stressed or when I feel sad, or if there's just food in front of me, I feel like I need to eat it all. And I cover that in this training. So enjoy. And I will be back next week with the third and final recording of this series where we talk about managing stress over the holidays. And it's not just exclusive to holidays. So if you're not gonna be listening to this in real time, if you're listening to it later, it's still applicable. So definitely give it a listen. And let me know what you think about this training. Let me know how the 3M method works for you. Let me know what tips and tricks you come away with that work well for you. Find me on Instagram at Lauren Bradley coaching. I can't wait to hear from you and enjoy the episode. Bye. All right, let's get day two started. Today, we're talking about cravings, what they mean, why they happen, what to do about them, all the things. So let's get right into it. So it is the season for cravings. They're about to ramp up, right? Because this is the time of year when we find ourselves surrounded by sweet treats and lots of comfort food, right? It's dark out early, it's cold, we want all the mac and cheese. <laughs> and so then it becomes really, really easy to overindulge and overeat and we can find ourselves craving that extra slice of pumpkin pie or maybe a little more mashed potatoes and all the leftovers or a few more holiday cookies. And it happens to the best of us all year round. It's not just Obviously, cravings don't just happen around the holidays, but we're going to go over some things today that will help you not feel like come the new year, you need to get back to the gym and you're focused on losing the extra pounds that you gained over the holidays. Like we're going to make sure that doesn't happen. And I'm going to teach you how to do that in this training. So today we're going to cover hunger versus training uh, versus training. 
hunger versus cravings, the major differences between the two. I'm gonna give you my 3D method for handling cravings. We're gonna talk about common causes of cravings and how to handle them, okay? So let's get into hunger versus cravings. So we're gonna go hunger first. So here's what hunger is or what it feels like. Typically it occurs several hours after a meal. So I always tell my clients a solid meal will hold you over for up to like four hours. So around that four hour point where you'll start getting a little hungry or you'll start to think like, okay, what am I going to eat next? Planning for your next meal or snack. Hunger is also accompanied by hunger cues that we talked about yesterday. So I hope that you did that little experiment and you're starting to get a little bit more in tune with your hunger cues. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, I sent the replay out for this training yesterday. If you're on Instagram, it's still up in my video section. Um, it's coming down after this because it's only up for 24 hours. So you might've missed that, but just send me a DM and ask and we'll talk about it. But hunger is accompanied by hunger cue. So it can be a light headache, stomach grumbles, feeling a little bit of tired, a little bit of tired. I haven't had my coffee. I mean, I've had it, I haven't finished it. <laughs> but feeling a little tired or not really being able to concentrate. Those are all signs that you might be a little bit hungry. Hunger will also continue until it's satisfied, until you eat something. It doesn't just go away. And hunger typically isn't for a specific type of food. It can be satisfied by a wide variety of foods and it goes away after we eat. Cravings on the other hand, are a desire for more, more food despite already being full or already having eaten recently. Cravings are also a, de a desire for a certain type of food, typically high sugar, high carbs, high fat, right? Things like chocolate or potato chips. Cravings also pass with time. So I did a little poll on my Instagram last week and one of the true false questions was, a craving will always pass with time, true or false. And a lot of people actually chose false, which I thought was really interesting because a craving isn't a need. It's not something that without it, we're gonna die or we're gonna suffer really horrible consequences like if we don't eat, right? And so cravings will always pass with time, but it's about surfing, like riding that wave, letting the urge pass, and then moving on with your life. But that's the hard part, right? So we're gonna talk about that a lot today. Cravings are also a desire for certain foods during times of high stress or when dieting. So those are two reasons why we crave food. And we're gonna get into a bunch of other reasons, but stress is for sure one of them. Dieting is a huge one. As soon as we go on a diet and we start cutting out food groups, cutting out our favorite foods, telling ourselves, no, 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 our brain goes into a spiral. And if we're slashing calories, our body's naturally gonna up cravings, it's gonna up our hunger cues because it thinks that we're dying, it thinks that we're starving. And so it goes into survival mode. And so if you find yourself, and again, we're gonna get into this in a second, but if you find yourself craving a lot of food more than normal, there are some checkpoints. There are some things that you wanna reflect on to see where that craving is coming from. A major, major culprit of this is dieting. But let's go over the 3D method for handling cravings. So there are three things to keep in mind when a craving hits. 
Number one is delay. Number two is distract. And number three is decode. So you're gonna go through the 3D method each time a craving hits so that you can figure out or so that you can easily, more easily navigate it and figure out why it keeps happening. Okay, we're gonna go into each of these three pieces in detail. So number one is delay. What you wanna do when you feel that urge to eat when you're not hungry is you wanna build a very small barrier between the craving and your decision to act on it. This can be anything from five minutes to going out for a walk, to going to the gym, to any, any little thing that you can do between, oh, I really want some chocolate and then heading into the kitchen and getting the chocolate. That's what you wanna do. Putting off acting on the craving for just one minute at a time makes it a lot more manageable, right? So instead of telling yourself, I can't eat chocolate or I'm not allowed to eat these chips, it's let's let a minute pass and see how I feel then. Let's let another minute pass and see how I feel. Now, there is a very big component to this, which is coming up, which is distract. Um, but just giving yourself, I have my clients set a timer. So I have them set a timer for anywhere from 10 to 15 minutes between when that craving hits and going to get the food. Because oftentimes, I remember there was uh, one summer, my mom and I went to the beach and we were getting in the car to leave. And I was like, oh, I really want ice cream. Ice cream's not really my thing. I like it, but it's not like one of my foods that I tend to crave a lot. And she's like, all right, let's stop on the way home. So we're driving home, we hit some traffic. And before we know it, we're home. And she's like, oh shoot, we didn't get ice cream. And in my mind, I was like, oh, we must not have really wanted it then because we would have made the trip to go get it or we would have made it a point to go get it. And that moment got me thinking a lot about how we tend to handle cravings. And that's kind of where I came up with this, this method. So you're putting a little pause, you're putting a little barrier between feeling the craving and acting on the craving. It's also important to remind yourself in this delay phase that the feeling will pass. Like I said, cravings always pass with time. Always, always, always. You will not, if you don't eat that chocolate tonight, you're not going to be craving it every single day for the rest of your life. It will pass. But let's go to distract because this is a really important piece. Once you've delayed the urge to eat, you have to do something to distract yourself from the thought. Do not just sit there and debate with yourself. I had a client say this to me a couple of weeks ago. She was like, oh, I went back and forth about the cookies and I kept thinking about it. And I was like, should I, shouldn't I? Yes, no, maybe. And she sat there for 15 minutes thinking about the food. So naturally, what do you think happened? She ate the food, right? The big part about the 3D method is in this distract phase, you need to physically move your body. Now, that doesn't mean you have to get up and do a workout. It doesn't mean you have to go for a walk. But if you're sitting in front of the TV and you're craving cookies and you, your mind just can't get off of it, it's really important that you get up and you go into another room. You can go start folding some laundry. You could go for a walk. You could declutter the closet that you've been putting off forever. You could meditate or do some journaling. You could call a friend, like you, anything to take your mind off of the thing and anything to shake that energy out because cravings are really most of the time a reaction to our feelings, to our emotions, right? And when we're stressed or when we're sad or when we're lonely or any of those things, 
and we just sit there, it tends to like bubble up, bubble up, bubble up. And so shake that energy out, move around, put on a song, do whatever you got to do. Literally, like it can just be standing up instead of sitting down. It can be very, very simple. But in this distract phase, you have to do something different. Because once your brain is focused on something else, you'll be able to feel that craving subside. And then you can go back to enjoying the holidays or enjoying the movie or enjoying whatever it is that you're doing. So let's say you are at a party, at a holiday party, and there's cookies out on the table. And you're like, man, I really want to eat more of those cookies because they taste so good, period. Like, that's it. That's why we eat them, because they taste good. But you know that if you eat them, because you're going to go back to the four questions that I gave you yesterday to practice asking yourself, you know, if you eat them, you're already physically full. You're not hungry. You're going to feel a little guilty, maybe a little bit of regret. And so what you're going to do is instead of standing there and staring at the cookies, you're going to go talk to somebody else. You're going to remove yourself from the location and go do something else. Or you can ask the host or hostess, hey, can you wrap these up for me? And um, so that I can take some home. Those little tips and tricks, guys, like I said yesterday, the basics work, these basic things work. So you have to give yourself or have to give your brain something else to think about. You cannot white knuckle your way through a craving because you will lose every time, okay? And, and when I say every time, it might not be immediately in the next moment, but it might be the next day or the next week. Like I always say, and we know this, restriction leads to rebound 100% of the time. You have to really ease your brain into this. Instead of a no, it's not right now, maybe later. Okay. And then the third part of the 3D method is decode. So after the urge has subsided, then you can look back and look at what brought the craving on. And here's what we're gonna go into. We're gonna go into a conditioned response, your mood, not getting enough sleep, a nutrient deficiency, and dehydration. These are all reasons that cravings can happen. And these are just five of like a hundred different reasons, but we're gonna go into these. So the one I wanna talk about first is a conditioned response. So basically you've conditioned your brain to think, I want it, I get it. It's like that Ariana Grande song, right? I want it, I got it. Like I want the chocolate, so I eat the chocolate. I want the wine, so I eat, or I drink the wine. And I call this, with my clients and I talk about this all the time, I call this your toddler brain. So your toddler brain is the part of your brain that loves that like instant gratification. And it's very easy to train your toddler brain. It's a lot more difficult to untrain it and pave different pathways in your brain that are more aligned with your goals. So here's why I call it toddler brain. If you've ever, I don't know, brought a toddler to the grocery store and they see chocolate, a chocolate bar, and they're like, I want this. And you just say, no. You're not eating chocolate. It's not good for you. You're just not having it. It's no. Nine times out of 10, what's their response going to be? It's not just going to be like, okay, you're right. Yeah, no, cool. That's fine. They're going to throw a fit. They want the chocolate bar. And so what they'll do is they'll ask over and over and over and over again until you're just like, oh my God, fine. Have the, like, I don't care. Have 10 of them. Just stop. That's what our brain does when we have a craving and when we've trained our brain to just keep 
asking and sending that signal over and over and over again, it knows that eventually we're going to give in. And so if you've trained your brain to do this, the good news is you can train it to do the opposite. But this is the, the part where a lot of people fail and where a lot of people don't have the tools and strategies and support to make it happen. Because it's a lot, a lot easier to just say, like I was saying with my client with the cookies, I'm just going to eat them. I'm not going to say no anymore. I'm tired of thinking about this. I'm just going to eat them. It's very, very easy to do that. And I, we had talked about after the fact that if she had reached out to me, because I give my clients tech support and told me what was happening and we could have talked about it in real time and we could have come up with a better solution than eating four cookies. But the reason why we do this is because it's a conditioned response. It's a lot easier to give into the craving than it is to sit with it for a few minutes, let it pass, distract ourselves, go through that 3D method and move on with our lives. That takes a lot of work. Your brain doesn't want to do a lot of work. Your brain is very lazy. And this is not like a minus two. It's not a personal attack. It's how we're wired. And so if you have a conditioned response to handle cravings in this way, like I want the chocolate, I eat the chocolate. I want the cookies, I eat the cookies. There's some work that can be done there to kind of rewire those thoughts and rewire those habits to make them more in alignment with your goals. And that's what I work with my clients on all the time. Okay. Another reason cravings happen, your mood, right? This is a pretty common one. Chronic stress, anxiety, and depression can contribute to cravings, as can just being bored, being lonely, not having enough joy in your life, like all those things, right? So an example of this is stress causes a spike in your cortisol levels, which is our stress hormone, and that can lead to a craving for sweets and sugar packed carbs. Very rarely when, we, when we're stressed are we like, I just wanna eat carrot sticks. No, we want the sugary stuff because we want that little spike um, in serotonin to make us feel good. So a bad mood or a sad mood can also mentally and physically affect cravings. So sugar consumption releases serotonin. One of my clients said this to me last night. She's like, there has to be some kind of correlation between eating sugar when you're feeling like sad or bad, I'm like, yeah, it's serotonin. <laughs> serotonin, when we eat sugar, it helps regulate our mood. So it helps us feel a little bit happier. It, um, it just feels really good in that moment, right? And so then your brain begins to crave these certain foods so it can release these feel-good chemicals again and again. So like I talked about the conditioned response, I feel sad, I eat ice cream your brain starts going, okay, she's not feeling sad. We're not getting the serotonin boost that we want. And so let's up the craving so that she goes and eats the thing to make us feel better. Does that make sense? Another reason why cravings happen, you're not getting enough sleep. And don't sit there and tell me that you can like be fine on five hours of sleep a night. No, we get energy from two things. We get energy from sleep and we get energy from food. If you have poor sleep habits, or if you don't have high quality sleep, then your body's going to want you to eat more as a way to get more energy. And we also don't function at optimal capacity when we're chronically tired and stressed all the time. Stress equals poor food choices for the reasons we just talked about. You see how these things are all connected, right? 
we're stressed. Cortisol raises our body's craving serotonin. It increases cravings for sugar. We eat the sugar. We feel better for about three minutes, and then we feel like crap again. So sleep is really, really crucial. It's crucial that you get at least seven hours of sleep per night. And if you struggle with that, then you build in downtime. You have to get really intentional about building in relaxation. We cannot be staring at screens all day and then come home and sit at the couch and stare at screens and then go lay in bed and stare at our phone or our e-reader and think we're going to get enough sleep that way. We're just not. So you need to build in screen-free downtime go out for a walk in nature, bundle up if it's cold, do what you have to do to give yourself, if you cannot get seven hours of high quality sleep each night, you have to build in downtime for yourself where you can just let your brain relax. You can let your body relax. This is why I love meditation. They're amazing. Meditate all day long. (laughs) That's all you got to do. Okay. Another reason that cravings can happen as a nutrient deficiency. This is what a lot of people think. They're like, well, if I'm craving chocolate, what nutrient am I deficient in? Sometimes we're just craving chocolate for all the reasons we've already talked about, but a nutrient deficiency can certainly cause cravings. Um, especially if, you know, we're not eating a balanced diet. We're not getting a lot of fruits and veggies, high protein, healthy fats. And so some of these imbalances can manifest themselves as sugar cravings and salt cravings. So an example of this is like if somebody's deficient in iron, that can lead to feeling fatigued and tired, which increases cravings for sugar and carbs so that our body can feel a little bit of a boost. So the nutrient deficiency cause of cravings is real, but it's not always that deep. Like sometimes most of the time it really is just an emotional thing, but that's, It is a factor and people ask about it all the time. So I wanted to throw it in here. Another reason cravings happen, dehydration. You guys have probably heard me talk about this 500,000 times by now, but the body interprets hunger and thirst in a very similar way, making it hard to tell the difference between the two if you're not really in tune with your body. When we're dehydrated, we are tired. We have difficulty concentrating. We feel hungrier than normal. And so it only makes sense that if we're not drinking a lot of water, we're gonna eat more food because they feel very similar. An easy solution to this is to drink a big glass of water and wait. This can be part of the um, 3D method in the distract phase. Drink a glass of water, take it outside, go for a walk around the block, drink your water and see if that craving goes away. Baseline hydration, 64 ounces of water per day. Now there's no like magical thing about 64 ounces, except that it just gives people a really simple target to hit. So if you want to up it to 92 or 100 or do half of your body weight in ounces of water, like do whatever works for you, but baseline 64 ounces of water. And one trick that my clients use and that I use that works super well is water before coffee. So you wake up, you brush your teeth, you drink a glass of water before you do anything else. And this will do a few things. It helps you after seven plus hours of not eating or drinking anything, it helps you rehydrate first thing in the morning. And then it helps you really tap into your hunger cues earlier in the morning. A lot of people are like, I wake up and I'm starving. Okay, drink a glass of water and see if that's true. Because like we know, thirst and hunger feel very similar. So you wake up, you have a glass of water and just wait it out and see. And then you have your coffee and then you go about your day. 
what also what water before coffee also does is you'll start to notice yourself snacking a lot less throughout the day because you're starting your day off hydrated. It's like magic. This is like my all-time favorite strategy that I've ever come up with is water before coffee. So some other quick tips for handling cravings. We want to avoid caffeine later in the day and avoid alcohol when we can because caffeine causes a quick spike of energy, but then we come crashing down and that's when it's tempting to reach for a sugary snack for a little pick-me-up. And alcohol, as we know, is a depressant. It makes us feel tired, it makes us feel unmotivated, which can impact our food choices and our exercise routines. It's also really important to make peace with food and temptation. I am of the mindset that temptation doesn't really exist, especially in the way that I approach nutrition and my clients approach their nutrition is like, there's no need to be tempted by anything because everything's on the table. You can literally have any food that you want. You just have to ask yourself, like go back to those four questions I gave you yesterday. Go back and ask yourself, am I hungry? How am I gonna feel after I eat this? Um, does it taste as good as I expected it to? And how will I feel if I don't eat it? Asking yourself those questions removes this idea of temptation. Temptation to me doesn't exist when it comes to food because anything's available to me all the time. There's no need for like hardcore restriction. So if you know you're gonna be around a, a lot of holiday desserts and snacks, you need to normalize that feeling of, or that urge to eat. And then you implement the three Ds. That's why I gave you that framework. You can just keep that in your head. You can put it in the um, note section of your phone. You can put it on the background of your phone so that when a craving hits, it's like, okay, what do I do? Of course, the age old tip of don't show up starving to a holiday party. A lot of times people will think, oh, I'm just gonna not eat breakfast and lunch because I know later in the day I'm gonna have a big meal. And then what happens? We go there and we eat all the things. You wanna eat a healthy snack, healthy meals before you go to the get together so that you're not standing at the table picking little things off. Like I was telling my client um, yesterday, I used to not eat breakfast, not eat lunch leading up to a holiday meal. And then I get, and I would say, I'm only eating turkey, the green beans or whatever green vegetable there is, and I'll have a dinner roll, but no wine, no stuffing, no mashed potatoes, no dessert. What did I end up doing? Eating almost an entire pie and eating more dinner rolls and drinking more wine because restriction leads to rebound, right? And so instead, I just started going in saying, I'm going to look at what's there and decide what looks good to me. And then go back and ask myself those questions. Does this taste good? If something doesn't taste good, I'm not going to keep eating it. If it does taste really, really good, of course, I'm going to keep eating it. And there's no need to feel guilty about that. Um, and so, well, and now my strategy too, is for sure eating a normal breakfast and a normal lunch, depending on the time of the meal going into it, because it is just like any other day. And then the last quick tip is to incorporate more protein and fiber into your diet now. Start eating balanced meals now because both will help you feel fuller longer. So we can swap out processed snacks knowing 
that especially around this time of year, there's going to be a lot of them to choose from, right? So in your day to day, you want to swap in more fruits, more vegetables, more whole foods, so that when it comes time to eat the cookies and eat the pie and eat the things, you're just good to go. There's plenty of room to fit those in because your meals are balanced with protein, fat, and fiber. Your snacks are protein, fat, and fiber, so that when those higher carb, higher sugar, higher fat treats come in, it's fine. There's plenty of room for them. And of course, to wrap it up, we need to bring this back to mindfulness. So there's no argument that sitting with cravings and managing cravings can be really uncomfortable. It really, really can be, especially if you have that conditioned response to just squash the craving and just eat the food right away. It can be very uncomfortable, but mindfulness helps us be present in the here and now and helps us attune to our own feeling. So instead of reacting to the craving, it's like, okay, I wonder why this is happening. What conversations did I just have? Who was I just around? What did my day look like? How did I sleep last night? How have I been feeling? All of this comes back to mindfulness. Being mindful also helps bring in the rational thinking versus just acting on impulse or acting on emotional thinking. So again, like I've said 500 times by now, go back to those four questions that I gave you at the end of the training yesterday and keep repeating them to yourself until they become second nature. Because then you're not gonna have to run through four questions and it's like a question, answer, question, answer. It literally becomes, there are cookies on the table. Do I want to eat them right now? Yes or no? And then you move on with your life. No drama, no extra thinking involved. It becomes very, very simple. Okay, that's our cravings training. I hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions, email me. If you have any questions, DM me. Thank you for joining us. And I will talk to you. We'll be back here tomorrow at 9 a.m. to talk about managing holiday stress. It's a big one. It's a good one. I'll see you then. Bye.